0: This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1018, Are Americans Narcissistic? Welcome to the All
1: Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Today, we dive into a thought-provoking question. What patterns can we see across cultures when it comes to how we see ourselves? How can you use this information to be more effective when you do business across cultures? Find out today. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team. But it can be time-consuming, reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/aee. Just go to indeed.com/aee right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
0: Hey, Lindsay, how's it going?
1: Hey, Michelle, it's going pretty well. We're here in mid-September already. It's so crazy. I can't believe it. Can you believe that?
0: I can't. Time is flying by. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Have you been doing any reading lately, like reading articles online or anything interesting <laughs> out there in the news?
0: <laughs> well, that's really funny that you should ask that because I happened to just read this interesting article. Uh, it's from Vox.com. Um, and the author is Sean Illing, and it was from uh, July 19th. 2018. So pretty new. Um, mm. And it's called How the West Became a Self-Obsessed Culture.
1: Oh my god, that is quite a title right there. That's going to draw some clicks, right? Because people are going to want to yeah. know, you know, that's self-obsessed. Interesting. Okay, I want to know more.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wanted to to talk about it today because I thought that it could be really interesting for us. It could be interesting for our listeners, you know, just this discussion of culture, right? So so many times we talk about American culture and this kind of goes into it a little bit deeper. Um so do you want to hear about it?
1: Yeah, I want to hear. Let's see. Let's see what it's about. Let us know.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So basically, um, it starts out talking about there's some study that talks about, uh, Americans and how, um, they call it. Uh, collective narcissism, that oh my Americans gosh. are basically collective narcissists. So uh, what's, a, what's a narcissist, Lindsay?
1: That is such a strong word, narcissist. Well, when I think of narcissist, <clears throat> I think of someone who's very self-obsessed, self-concerned, and focuses entirely on, on them, on themselves. That yeah. is kind of, but, but kind of to a pathological extent, <clears throat> right? So that's a right. really strong word to use in this study.
0: Oh, <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. And you know, it it talks about individual and collective narcissism. Um, so individual is, you know, just to yourself that, I mean, it makes me think of our president, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started on him.
0: <laughs> I, I won't. I won't, but that's, uh, that's just the first person who came to mind. Um, yeah. and, um, collective <laughs> is more about a group, right? So, um, it kind of uh, mentions how uh, as, as a group, we are like narcissistic. Um, do you think this is a stereotype, Lindsay?
1: Uh, definitely yeah I mean I think we have to be I think anytime that we predict someone's behavior based on you know certain ideas it's a stereotype right we we assume we know what the person's gonna do so yeah for sure and anytime we're also I think later in today's episode we're gonna talk about you know East um, Asian cultures versus Western cultures which is also a huge oversimplification so we'll point out when we feel a little uncomfortable that things are a little Oversimplified, right? Michelle, I mean, we will, we'll, we'll voice that for sure. But it's interesting to pull this in to get into the psyche a little bit of American culture so that we can understand it a little bit better for our for listeners sure. who might be living here for sure. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. So that was just the, the beginning of the article. But then it got into this really interesting interview with an author whose name is Will Storr. Um, and he wrote a book called Selfie How We Became So Self Obsessed and What It's Doing to Us hmm okay Uh, i want to know more (laughs) yeah yeah so i know like i definitely want to read that book (laughs) yeah for sure um yeah so basically this uh this author says that um in general the west is more individualistic um Mm -hmm. which has it's you know there are good things about it and there are also cons right so because he mentions that it's good to be like you know have a positive feeling about like have you know, goals and dreams and all these things like that. Um, But he mentions that, like, because of this individualistic attitude, we tend to think that things have a lot more, the result of what happens has a lot more to do with us than it may really. Like, yeah, we think we affect the outcome of everything more than we really do.
1: Yeah. And that's in a positive and a negative way. Like if the, if the outcome is negative, we think that and if the outcome is positive, we think that too. Is that what he's trying to say?
0: Um, I'm not positive, but I'm not positive. Uh, okay. I think I, I think just like that in general, we affect things more than we do. So I, okay. I think uh, I think that's what he was. saying. Yeah. 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 What do you course- think about that?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. Again, I feel a little nervous just because it feels like a huge gen dichotomy, right? Just like splitting the world in half <laughs> and saying like this person does this and that person does that. But, um, you know, culture is, you know, uh, even within the U S, we have our own individual cultures, right? And we've talked about this on this show where, you know, this can also be individual, it can depend on the family you grew up in, your gender, all of this stuff. But yeah, I think historically studies have shown, you know, where this individual, I think it's like this concept locus of control that we studied in graduate school, this Mm -hmm. idea of like, where do you think control comes from? And I think studies have found, I can't cite a specific study, but I remember reading in graduate school on this theme that the locus of control in, in at least in American culture tends to be more often within the person, whereas in other cultures, tends to be outside, right, Mm. nature, or just, you know, history, for example. So there is something to this, but I also want to just point out that it is super, super Dichotomous and an oversimplification. If we're just talking about East and West,
0: right? Oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. But it it is interesting, like the people that have studied culture and what they what they say about it. I mean, I wish that yeah. to, I did more of this. Actually, um, like these yeah. kinds of studies. It's a very interesting field.
1: Yeah, I mean, for your graduate program, right? Like, I'm surprised that you guys didn't do more of these studies, right? With with uh you know teaching English as a as a second language, for sure. This is yeah, interesting no, stuff. No, we did,
0: we, we did a lot of stuff like that. But I, I mean, like, I, I always felt that, uh, like sociolinguistics was very interesting and oh my things God. like that. Yeah. That was a really interesting one for me. But, um, no, we did, we definitely did a lot of this. But now that I'm removed from it from, <laughs> for, for a few years, I wish I had the chance to do more. Well yeah there's a lot out there. So what did they
1: find? So you you mentioned this fish tank study, right? So so this is what was cited in the article, right? And when do we know when it happened the study? We don't know exactly. Uh, I think you
0: know. I think in the early 2000s, I think. Oh okay. Um, so it's so yeah, recent. so basically there the another thing that came up in the article was a study about a fish tank, okay? So basically they had uh East Asian people and westerners look at a fish tank for a while and then they ask them what they saw Mm -hmm. and the people from the west saw a fish okay even though there were many fish okay okay yeah Uh, but the people from east asia they saw the tank okay okay and they would, they would kind of like talk about what they saw, um, a little bit more. So, um, the Westerners said when, when, when the people doing the study, they asked like, um, what did they observe about the fish or what was their feeling about it? Um, they said that like, that there was like this like larger fish and they thought that that was like the leader of the group, right? That was like <laughs> <laughs> the important one, but. The people from East Asia um, felt bad for the big fish. Um, They felt Mm. that it wasn't a part of, like, the overall group, the larger group. Oh,
1: that's interesting. I feel like I would have said the same thing. I would have said, oh, that fish has been excluded from the group. That fish has been, like, pushed out of the group. Because there's also, you know, there's culture and then there's also kind of um, our – kind of what we're born with, which is kind of the ancient brainstem, which signals to the importance of being included, right? Being included in the group. Even now, like when I get pushed out of some group or, or something, I feel like almost in danger kind of on a certain level. You, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this is also a very like evolutionary thing that's it's right. baked into everyone's mind, this idea of not wanting to be excluded from a group.
0: Right. Well, it makes me think of uh, literally that phrase: "Would you rather be a small fish, a big fish in a small pond, or a small fish or in a big pond?"
1: Oh, or a big fish in a small. <laughs> what is it again? Would you rather be a big a- fish
0: in a small pond mm-hmm. or a small fish in a big pond? Oh. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. What would you rather be? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. Well, I think that a lot of people talk about this when they're thinking about what college to go to. I remember that's when I heard it a lot. So, like, okay, so, guys, basically, if you're a big fish in a small pond, it means that, like, you probably – it maybe you go to a school that's, like, has a small population. And so that means that, like, what you do is going to stand out more, right? Because there are fewer students. So you can, like, be, like, you know, get, you know, maybe – Everything you do will be more on the stage, whereas if you're a small fish in a big pond, you probably went to, like, a state school like I did. I went to University of Maryland, and so, like, I was one of thousands and thousands and thousands of students. So I was a small fish in a big pond.
1: Hmm. Interesting. But it's also part of growth, right? Like moving into maybe in the beginning, like I think of it also like in high school, maybe you're a big fish in a small pond, like maybe you're the, the star football player, right? But then you go to a big school or you go into the world and then all of a sudden you're a small fish in a big pond and it's good because you can grow, like you push yourself to grow. Right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's true. I think that there are, you know, positives and negatives to each one. I mean, it's nice to like, stand out and you know it i mean it could be if that's what you want and but yeah i think that if you have more people to compete with you maybe have to i don't know i don't know if you have to work harder or just in a different kind of way it's a different mindset
1: Guys, if you love All Ears English, let us know by hitting subscribe on your podcast player. You don't want to miss a single episode. So subscribe now and share All Ears English with one friend who's also learning English today. Thanks, guys.
0: Yeah,
1: interesting. So let's get back to this concept, though. I mean, so, so what else did the, I mean, so we want to, as a reminder listeners to check out this book, right? First of all, I mean, what's the name of the book, Michelle?
0: Uh, the name of the book is Selfie, How We Became So Self Obsessed and What It's Doing to Us. And another thing yeah. that he talked about is that it's not we kind of blame it on the selfie. Like we blame it on mm. like social media and all of these things. And like, yeah, that was, that, it's all, it's all social media. Right. But yeah. this author, yeah, talks about how, no, it's kind of also ingrained in society. Okay. And it comes from a long time ago.
1: Okay. So he's saying that it, it, it was, that it was already there. This characteristic was already yes. there in our culture, at least. And then the selfie came along as a way to, push that forward as a medium for it. exactly
0: social media
1: yeah 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 it would have been something else else if it wasn't facebook it would have been something else is what he's saying right
0: right right exactly that they're they're these are like tools to like they're like oh like they they kind of like gave us what we already wanted like a way to like showcase, right? Um, Yeah, I thought that that was interesting as well because I think that it's easy to just kind of put things on, oh, well, social media, it's all social media's fault. And, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're, the, just, we're the ones who well, who take the pictures. We're the ones who like like feed into that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, this also reminds me a lot of our self-improvement culture. I mean, we talked about this with Jessica on the show a couple of weeks ago, but this like huge industry that we have in the U.S. towards self-improvement right? Mm. Self-improvement, I mean, obviously, the fitness industry is massive here. Um, but not just that, just this idea of like becoming a better person, like getting, you know, getting better at everything. It's a, an obsession that we have here. And I always wonder if that's the same case around the world in mm. other cultures. And I have a feeling that all that also comes from this piece of the the. Uh, I feel like narcissism is a bit of a strong word to use here. <laughs> but yeah. maybe the, the self self-centeredness or the locus of control being on the inside. Like mm. I can control everything by changing my self and everything comes from within instead of Mm. forces outside of me like my history my family nature you know that's kind of what I think this comes down to which I find fascinating
0: right right that we I mean Lindsay have you ever like had like felt like you something happened to you where you felt like you were really in control of it but you realized that you weren't (laughs)
1: I mean, completely. That's kind of also... In addition, that's why I feel like it's a, it's kind of oversimplif- oversimplifying it because I feel like that's also part of growing up and getting smarter, even in American yeah. culture, right? Maybe when we're a teenager, yeah, we think we're the center of the world. We think we can control everything. And then we have a few failures in life, right? And then yeah. we realize, or even like in the romantic dating world, right? We realize mm. we're not in control of other people or even what happens to some extent, but I mean, it's so true. Like we're taught that from the beginning. Like the, the first lesson you teach a kid when they're like five years, old, how, when does a kid learn to t- tie his shoe? Like five, I don't know, four? Ooh, don't, that's what?
0: a good question. I don't know if my nephew can do that. And he's five. Um, maybe, right. maybe five, six. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So the first thing that you hear from mothers is always like, oh, you did it all by yourself.
0: Yeah. that That's
1: the praise we get in this culture. And I don't know that it's necessarily the same around the world. I, I would love to hear from our listeners. I'm here. Is that a phrase that you guys hear in your family when you learn to tie your shoe? Because over here, it's always you did it all by all yourself. By yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's Come true. back. I <laughs> think
0: that's a really, really good example, Lindsay. I think, yeah, so many times I'm just like, yeah, with little kids doing it by yourself. Or like people seem to, I I mean, you know, generally speaking, I feel that people get praised for doing things on their own and maybe don't value the group mentality as much. Huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so this is interesting. I think we don't want to put too much emphasis on this because I think humans are complicated, complex beings. And there's so much more to us than just if we're from the West or if we're, if we're from Asia or from some other part of the world, right? But then of course our culture also influences us. So we need that balance of perspective. I think Michelle, yeah. are there some phrases that we can throw out for our listeners that, that kind of show this pattern of thinking
0: in this culture? Sure. Well, uh, number one, so I have uh, out for number one, if you're out for number one,
1: right? Looking out for
0: number one. Yeah, yeah, looking out for number one, right? (laughs) And uh, also, we always say stand out in the crowd. Have you heard that one, Lindsay?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You want This is always said to to us, you know, you want to stand out in the crowd. You want to look different. You want to be different.
0: That's huge, right, right. That kind of yeah, I think that that phrase like has a positive uh, feeling attached to it. So, uh, you know, rather than having it be like, Oh, be a part of the group, you know, stand out in the crowd, you want to stand out in the crowd. Here's how you do it, right?
1: I mean, yeah, there's t- absolutely there's so many proverbs, too, that we could bring into today's episode. Maybe we can do a follow up on this with proverbs that kind of highlight this perspective. Um, yeah. But yeah, is there another one?
0: Yeah. And then the last one is self-absorbed. Just being, you know, thinking that everything that goes on with you is the most important thing. And I think that, you know, people, I mean, not to generalize, but I mean, I definitely, I don't think of myself as a self-absorbed person, but I think that we all have moments like, especially when we're going through a high pressure situation or something stressful that you kind of like think that it's like the most important thing in the world.
1: I mean, for sure. Sometimes our brain kicks into survival mode. And at that point, we are self-absorbed because our brain thinks it's trying to survive. We're not, right? But for example, maybe you get, you're get you in school and you get like a bad report card when you're a kid. Your brain goes into survival mode because it thinks it's trying to protect you. And of course, in that moment, you're self-absorbed. You can't, you know what I mean? You can't be concerned with other people when you're worried about your own academic success.
0: Right, 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 for sure. Yeah. So guys, those are three phrases that, uh, connected with me with the article. And then, of course, we have big fish in a small pond or small fish in a big pond. So that's yeah. always a fun one as well. So that goes directly to the, uh, fish tank, uh, ex- uh study. Um, yeah. so Lindsay, you know, the takeaway today for me is I think that it's important to understand some of these cultural differences, um, because mm-hmm. It can help us be more understanding with other people. That's my opinion. Um, so what may, of course, not to stereotype, but what may seem like maybe a, a narcissistic person or a self absorbed person or a group, maybe that, you know, they're experiencing pressure from like the way they grew up or the culture or something like that to, to be a certain way, to perform a certain way. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the article talks about that a little bit too, like just like having this incredible pressure. So you might think, oh, this person's, you know, just like obsessed with himself, but maybe it's something about, you know, just like a pressure that they're feeling. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, you know, I-, I think that, you know, what we want to leave our listeners today is to learn as much about others as possible. And, you know, if someone doesn't have a trait that you're familiar with, you know, don't look at it as a bad thing, right? I, I think that you also – can't just say oh well it's because of their culture or something like that because that would be right. stereotyping that's taking yeah. it too far but I think just this idea of trying to be a little bit more understanding of others and like realizing that there's so much that goes into who we are it's our, it's how we were brought up, it's our families it's also it mm-hmm. could be a little bit of a, our culture and things like that um, I think mm-hmm. that that's important to help us make make us more tolerant what do you think? Yeah,
1: Liz? no totally I mean I think what it comes down to is like you know holding these two ideas together no two no two people see the world in exactly the same way and at the same time our history can influence you know how we're brought up our family can influence and culture can influence it so you take those two ideas no one is the same and there are certain cultural patterns that we can find and we put those together and then we can we have a way to connect with people because we're more aware Right. I mean, this is for anybody, for our listeners, guys, if you're doing business in the U.S. or abroad using English when you do business, any of this can come into your repertoire to connect better. Right, Michelle?
0: Right. Right. Definitely. I completely agree. And I I think, you know, just just be aware of these differences and be, you know, comfortable with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love it. So mm-hmm. good. So good. Good to dive into this topic. It's good to veer away from, you know, other things, Michelle, and we go into a topic that's maybe a little bit tougher to articulate. But I think uh, hopefully our listeners found some value today, guys. Come back to 1018 on our blog and let us know your response today, your thoughts on what we talked about. We'd love to hear from you. All for right, sure. Michelle, this has been good. So we're out of here Thanks. for today.
0: Thanks, Lindsay. Have a good one.
1: All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye.